What is up and how are you? We made it through the holidays and a new year and the Shape America podcast is back for the second half of the 2020-2021 school year. We have some great things to look forward to in the new year and on to talk about those things. We have our leader, Shape America CEO Stephanie Morris on to chat about some big news in regards to standards, what this year's virtual convention will look like, and the strides Shape has made to address equity, diversity, and inclusion. So with that, Welcome to episode 133 of the Shape America podcast, starting now. Happy New Year and thank you for joining us. This is Sean Neville, CDC Project Director and host for the Shape America podcast. And we are glad to be back and serve as a platform for great conversations in and around the world of health and physical education. And also, congratulations, we made it through 2020. And if we've learned anything through this pandemic, it's that self-care is the best care. And one way to do that is by taking a mindful minute. A mindful minute is one of the many activities and lessons offered through Health Moves Minds, a flagship service learning program through Shape America that inspires healthy habits, fuels active minds, and teaches kids to thrive physically and emotionally. Before I introduce our guest for the first podcast episode of 2021 let's talk about leadership and particularly three things i've learned about leadership this past year first one leadership is hard it doesn't matter if you're leading a classroom your department a school a district a state a country or maybe a business or organization or maybe your own life leadership is hard don't get me wrong it's fun and easy when students are attending every day test scores are high Parents leave good reviews, your business is making money every day, you have a five-star Yelp review rating, you're traveling at least two times per year, or you lost a little, bit, a little bit of weight. It's easy then, but what about when a catastrophic event happens, like a pandemic? Students aren't showing up, probably because they don't have a choice. Grades suffer, it's hard to communicate with families, your business has to lay off employees, or worse, close can't travel, can't see loved ones, and then you wake up the next morning and the COVID-19 shows up on the scale. It's in those moments where you are truly called to lead. Number two, leadership can have a right and a wrong. Now, I'm not gonna get into any philosophical debate, but we've witnessed numerous examples of good leadership and so-so leadership through this pandemic. But the biggest thing to take away from number two is growth. No matter what level you lead, now is a great opportunity to expand your leadership skills, learn new things, take safe risk, but no matter what, make sure you grow. And then lastly, number three, this past March, I was a panelist for a leadership conference, actually right before the schools in our state completely shut down that weekend before. The conference was led by Stedman Graham, most notably known as Oprah's boyfriend. We all received a free copy of his book and I remember taking notes in that book as he spoke. Skip to the holidays, I got some free time and it's time to open up the book back up. So in doing some reading, the very first cover, I left one important note and that was love. What Mr. Graham reminded us is that in order to lead, you must first love. Love our students, love their families, love your coworkers, volunteers, love your employees, love yourselves. Love and leadership go hand in hand. Love is the thing we need as leaders to get us through those hard days, weeks, months, or 2020 and its residual effects. 
Love can guide us in our decisions. But more importantly, if you lead with love, you're never wrong. And on that note, I bring in our guest, our first guest of 2021, our Shape America CEO, our leader, my boss, Stephanie Morris. Stephanie, how are you? Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. It's really, really cool to be the one in the guest seat this time around. So thank you so much. This is pretty cool. For sure. And you can always refer back. Stephanie had me on and plug. So yeah, I guess, you know, it goes back and forth here. But we're, you know, Stephanie, we're glad to have you on. And the first thing I want to talk about, big news. Big news came out this week. And that is the health standards. Shape owns the health standards. Why, Stephanie? Tell us why is that a big deal? Yeah, thanks, Sean. It is really exciting. Uh, We are incredibly thrilled as an organization. The board met this past weekend. They are incredibly thrilled about the path ahead. Um, So first, in case people missed it, just so everybody knows, yes, per an agreement undertaken with the American Cancer Society in late 2020, Shape America now holds all rights to the National Health Education Standards. So many people have asked, wait a minute, hold up. We thought you always held them. And you, you, know, you do such great things for health educators and you hold the um, national K through 12 physical education standards. So why didn't you hold the health education standards before now? And it's a great question. Um, as it turns out, many years ago, Shape America was part of a group that worked together to update the national health education standards And at the time, that work was led by the American Cancer Society. Hence, they ended up owning the copyright um, to the standards. However, after a lot of really great conversation with our close partners and allies at the American Cancer Society, everybody agreed it makes really good sense for us to own them at this point. And most importantly, lead a collaborative, inclusive effort as we move forward to update the standards because you may or may not know this, but they were last published in 2007. That's a long time ago, right? We can agree. The world has really changed since 2007 and our kids deserve an updated set of health education standards that are in particular skills-based as we move forward. So we're really excited about all of this. It's truly one of the highlights of my career with Shape America so far. For sure. Um, Now, you mentioned, you know, it was, these were previously owned by the American Cancer Society. How did, how does one go about owning standards? That's a great question. It's all about um, copyright. And when one owns the copyright, you, you file with the appropriate government entities to own the copyright. And as you can imagine, it's good for so many years and then it usually comes up for renewal. And at that time, you just basically have to show that you have been an appropriate safeguard of that that work product, that written uh, product, whatever it might be, and that you have been a champion for it. You have used it. You have encouraged others to use it. You've provided resources to help implement uh, the product, in this case, the National Health Education Standards. So, um, and also as part of that, you are responsible for making sure that the appropriate permissions are granted when um, there's a desire to use them in a certain context, right? Or a derivative of them. 
And that's just really important to make sure that they're used appropriately and, and um, accurately. So it's a big undertaking. It's an important undertaking. Um, but we're really excited as the Society for Health Education, um, as rather the Society for Health and Physical Education, to, to take this work up. And, you know, kudos to, you know, the leadership of Shape America, the volunteers, the councils, the educators that support us, the 200 and plus thousand, you know, members that we have for making this happen and making this a reality for all of us. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to benefit for, from Shape, you know, revising the standards. Um, you know, going into this, uh, how you know how can people be involved with yep. with you know updating standards and being you know helping shape out during this process i'm so glad you asked sean that's the most important question right now um so the health education standards the last time that they were revised it was a very inclusive process uh, because health education is so much more than shape america right we're so proud to be the society for health and physical education we're so proud to award the National Health Education Teacher of the Year Award each year. Um, we, we are so excited for all that we do in this space, but we're also highly aware that we are not the only ones in this space supporting health education, advocating for health education. Um, and so just like last time, the path forward will be one that really includes representatives from national public health organizations, national school health organizations, that is a critical part of this undertaking and one we are very committed to. We also know that the voices of practitioners, those in the field now who are teaching health education at the middle school level, at the high school level, that is also going to be a critical part of this mix, um, as will hearing from our representatives at Department of Education, uh, much like the position used to fill, and um, certainly other leaders such as those in the health education, teacher education space space as well yeah for sure so a lot of a lot of groups coming to the table kind of you know what shape has done best to this point just probably one of the biggest undertakings in a long time for the for the organization so i have to say personally it's a it's a great time it's an absolute great time and a privilege to be with shape during this time so you know staying in line with health education and health education standards and physical education but now bringing that to the time we're in now, this pandemic, and you know, now we're almost a year going into it. Why, why, do, why, do these stand, why do the standards matter, particularly when you're talking about the promotion of one's well-being and dealing with this pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question, Sean. And I, I, I am remiss um, in not mentioning the CDC as well. As you know, all too well, they are one of Ship America's strongest partners in, in everything that we do. Uh, but that it was, has never been truer than this past year, especially with the work that you've taken on on behalf of Shape America related to providing COVID-19 resources um, to our teachers and their students. And uh, as you know, when we worked with the CDC this past year to produce the National School Reentry Considerations for Teaching Physical Education and Health Education, one of the things we were most proud about in that partnership with CDC Healthy Schools Branch was the opportunity to speak to the importance of teaching health education right now during a COVID-19 era. I would say that just as is true with physical education, 
there has never been a more critical time to teach students about health education than today during a COVID-19 global pandemic crisis. There are so many aspects of this that are relevant. I mean, there's, there's the basic piece of it, right? The um, healthy nutrition and being mindful of, of good hygiene to prevent getting sick. That's at the most basic level. Beyond that, there are very real considerations about the anxiety and isolation that our students are feeling right now. And skills-based health education is a critical way of getting to and reaching these students and helping them understand those feelings, manage them, connect with peers, connect with their teachers. Um, so it, it's critical in my mind. It is perhaps the most critical subject we can be teaching students right now. And I love that we had the opportunity to reflect on that and advise on that in the school school reentry considerations. And I'm really excited to continue that work in this next phase of updating the national school health, the national health education standards. For sure, no better words could, words could be spoken. I will uh, kind of point back to something you talked about is the reach during this time. Our, you know, at Shape America, our reach during this time. And we had a board meeting, you know, this, you know, just here recently in January, uh, where I shared, you know, parts of our CDC report and what, you know, what we saw from quarter one, which was June through September, um, actually starting back earlier in March, is that we've reached, during this time of a pandemic, we've reached half a million stakeholders. And that is a true win for, for our profession to reach that many people or for that many people to even come to us for resources, for information, for guidance, you know, so once again just another another big win for, for all of us it's a true win for our teachers it's a true win for our nation's kids right when you think about the impact of you're right reaching more than 500,000 teachers huge win for them and i couldn't be prouder and when i think about the kids that are being impacted as a result i i get even more excited yes thank you such a good point Yes, yes. It's all, always all this for the students. Never forget that we were, we, you know, we're not in the classroom, but we're we're at this level for our education for those students ultimately. So, okay, that was you know the National Health Education Standards. That's what that was our first big announcement. Now, before that, I think as we were ending closing out 2020, uh, another big announcement. I you know I don't think it was a big surprise given the circumstances, but. You know, shape shape has gone virtual now. So the national convention is going virtual. Tell us what that looks like. And just give us anything you can right now about the shape convention, which is now virtual. Absolutely, it is. A, it's a huge undertaking, and it's dramatically different, obviously, than the kind of national convention we posted in years past. But we are really excited for the opportunity to serve our physical education and our health education teachers at this dynamic event that will take place really over the course of a week. Uh, there will be over 100 hours of educational content through sessions um, that our attendees have access to. Um, there will be opportunities to meet one-on-one -on -one with leaders in the field and to get to know them and ask for their advice and their mentorship um, to connect with them. There will also be opportunities for small group chats over coffee talks that we'll be hosting, again, by some of the most amazing leaders in our profession, as well as lunch and learn sessions, both of which will be live opportunities to come together 
meet peers, and again, just hear from some incredibly respected, amazing leaders in our field. Um, there will also, of course, be a lot of opportunity for self-care, because as you mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast, and I could not agree more, that is a very real need in the field right now. So we will be very intentional with the opportunity to offer moments of self-care over the course of this virtual convention for each of our teachers to have that opportunity to check in with themselves and, and receive ideas um, for how they can be taking care of themselves right now and managing through this incredibly challenging time we're living in. And then finally, um, but, but also equally important, there will be those opportunities for fun, for celebration. We have um, a great lineup planned for um, recognition of the top leaders in our field, uh, including, of course, our teachers of the year. We also have really exciting plans to recognize our national award winners, which is always such a poignant moment for our community. And through over the course of the week in the exhibit hall and in other moments, there will be a lot of opportunities for fun giveaways, for prizes, for competition, minute to win it, um, exercises and all sorts of fun things that get people moving, engaging with each other and just having fun. Um, so I am really excited for all that is ahead with our virtual convention. It will definitely be different, uh, but I'm excited for this unique time when uh, perhaps and hopefully we'll see even more teachers from across the country come together to participate in this uh, because they have the opportunity to do so without figuring out how that travel aspect works or the lodging aspect or any of that. And you know, you mentioned that there's, yes, it's going to be different, but we're, it's still going to be social. It's, it's still going to have that engagement we all love about Shape America conventions. It's just going to look different and we're still going to have fun with it. I have to say personally, uh, you know, my favorite, my favorite memories of Shape conventions is me hopping on stage doing karaoke. So if we can find a way to throw some karaoke <laughs> into this mix, I will be too thrilled. But I like all the things you talked about, the wellness sessions, coffee talks, lunch and learns. I think I'm going to host one or two of those sessions myself. So, you know still still being creative and still you know just just giving our you know our our members the opportunity to to learn from each other but have fun with each other during this time um let's talk about this so and i'll start it with this we you know once again kind of going back to 2020 um it all you know just you know just trying to it's not too far off, but you know, when we really think back, just everything a lot of us had to endure, especially when you're talking about so issues of social justice. Um, and you know, back in the springtime, Shape released a statement, a beautiful statement, might I add, titled "As Educators, We Must Do Even Better." And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I will read, um, particularly this last part here, um, stating, "We are not perfect." but we commit to being better and we thank those of you in our HP community who have challenged us to do better. Your compassion, courage, and conviction is what we will draw from as we listen and do the work necessary to build a better and more just world. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And that was, you know, through Shape America, our EDI work and everything. So Stephanie, um, you know, tell us, tell us what Shape has done to address equity, diversity, and inclusion, you know, to this point. Thank you, Sean. I am so appreciative that you asked that question. And um, it's funny, one of the first things that popped into my head uh, is related back to virtual convention. And it's how incredibly excited I am about our two keynotes. 
uh, both, first of all, hello, Darian Cockrell, Missouri yes. State <laughs> yes. Teacher of the Year, has the most incredible story and has, has the most incredible, um, inspiring messages about the importance of physical education and how life-changing it was for him and that he is striving to now give that to his students. Um, and so hearing from him, I think, will just be incredible. And I'm really proud of the opportunity to bring him um, to virtual convention as a keynote. That's the my Missouri other, guy right there. Sorry. Yeah, he is. Missouri <laughs> State Teacher of the Year. We're proud. And the other keynote um, speaker that I'm really excited about is Dr. Adolph Brown, who speaks specifically to the importance of fostering equity, diversity, and inclusion in our classrooms, in our schools. And I think um, he has such a high energy, engaging way of talking about these things and in, in a way that really helps people wherever they are at in their course of their journey of growth with all this, helps them get on board, helps them start to understand um, why this is important and how they can be part of it, which I think is really, really exciting. So that's that piece. Overall, I will also share with you, yes, we remain so incredibly committed to talking about equity, diversity, and inclusion, to advancing it, to fostering it within our organization and also within our greater HPE community. And so the question understandably comes up, well, what exactly have you done? What's, what does that tangibly look like? What can you point to where you can say that things are now different? Um, and that can be a really tricky question with things like this because one, I'm always cognizant that I don't ever want this to be a, we checked the box, right? And we can say, we got this done and we got this done and we got this done. This is a, this is a long-term commitment and a, long, and a long journey ahead of us. One where we need to keep moving and showing how we've moved, but man, it's never going to be a, well, we did that kind of thing. And now we move on to the next thing. It will never be that. So there's that. Um, but what I'll share with you uh, today uh, are a couple of observations that I have had recently that make me feel like, yes, we're making progress. This is hard work and this is, this is you know, ongoing work, but we're making progress. So for example, um, we had a meeting recently with one of our uh, standing committees. And as people came together in that meeting on Zoom, everybody has their cameras on, I heard several people comment at the very beginning before any work got done, wow, I've never seen so much diverse representation in a meeting like this. And somebody else said, this actually makes me proud to be part of Shape America again. And somebody else said, also, I'd like to point out that we're actually having this conversation. <laughs> yes. That we're acknowledging this, like that we're talking about this. And all of that just set up the rest of the work of that committee in such an important, meaningful way where um, I think we truly had uh, important outcomes and important things happen, um, important decisions made with that lens in mind the entire time with, wow, this is a really great first start for Shape America. And, and let's, as a committee, continue working to achieve outcomes that reflect this and, and continue this. Um, I will also share with you candidly, because I think it's important to do that, that as CEO, I've also participated in conversations where there's less certainty 
about why we're focused on equity, diversity, and inclusion, and whether changes we've started making are appropriate or right. And I understand where these conversations are coming from. Change can be really hard and uncomfortable, right? Breaking down processes and systems, um, making changes to things like the Teacher of the Year program, talking about barriers that exist within them, and then considering ways to build better processes and systems that can sometimes feel like history is being disrespected or previous efforts may not be appreciated. I can see where people are coming from at times in those conversations. But what I keep coming back to is that yes, first and foremost, we can and must understand our history, absolutely, and understand the previous efforts by those who led and contributed over the course of our 135 years. But moving forward to learn from the past to build a stronger, more diverse, more inclusive, more equitable future for health and PE professionals is vital. For one thing, studies have demonstrated time and time again, more diverse organizations are more successful organizations. You cannot dispute that. But beyond that, quite frankly, it's the right thing to do. Every amazing health and physical education teacher I know believes in the importance of an inclusive PE or health program where children feel welcomed, they're encouraged to try new things, they're learning and mastering new skills, they're building new relationships, and the same reasoning applies for why we must build a more inclusive health and PE community where all teachers, especially our black and brown teachers, see themselves reflected in leadership opportunities and awards programs in the attendance of Shape America events. So I'm going to acknowledge again, we have a long ways to go. It's fair to say that, but I truly think when I reflect on those committee meetings I've been part of recently, um, the, the, the changes, big or small, to awards programs, to um, how we approach nominations processes, um, to, to how we choose new volunteer leaders to come into our community. Um, I think we're on the right path. I know we're on the right path and I'm really excited to keep going. For sure. It was, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that was great to hear all of it. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm keenly aware on the inside, but you know, to have our listeners hear that because a lot of times, you know, people make statements and don't do anything about it. You know, a company will make a statement and then it gets quiet, but you know, we, we are making strides here at Shea. We are doing the things, you know, you talked about the EDI committee, um, <clears throat> making sure there's representation. We just happen to have some of the best educators that are going to be speaking for us, you know, at the virtual convention. Um, particularly at the convention, I, uh, I plan on hosting a lunch and learn with teachers of color. So be on the lookout for that. So, you know, we're targeting teachers of color to have conversations and, you know, kind of a safe space there. Um, but one thing also are resources um, and a lot of great work that's been kind of going on behind the scenes. I can point to a couple things that just recently came out. Um, Audra, Audra, you know, with Shape, she, uh, she just launched the Adapted Physical Education uh, Roadmap, the Roadmap to Adapted PE. That addresses inclusion. It, it gives teachers the skills and the legalese, as she would say, around you know, adaptive physical education yeah. services, the SEL crosswalk, the health education SEL crosswalk, which has parts of equity in there. And then, you know, we're going to launch a cultural proficiencies um, and cultural humility series. So, you know, just taking it step by step, day by day, bit by bit, 
just yep. trying to hammer things and and everything. don't forget we at virtual convention will be hosting for the first time ever a roundtable on health equity in Look, hey, you all heard it you heard it from from the ceo herself people we are equity diversity inclusion is shape america now so we're going all in on it so thank you thank you stephanie um i don't have anything else is there anything anything you want to say to the listeners before i let you go oh wow thank you so much sean i think first and foremost the main thing i really want to say is we are here for you we we are here to serve you first and so if you have ideas or suggestions or feedback for us on how we can do that better please don't hesitate to reach out uh, to any of us we always love hearing from the field and that that has never been truer than right now so please just know that every single day we wake up with the first thought in our minds how can we serve this profession better today how can we reach you and help you in this time of national crises to help you be the best teacher you can be on behalf of your students and their families? Um, so that's that's where we're at now. That's where we'll always be. And yeah, so much more ahead that I'm really excited about. All right, with her State of the Union address, Shape America CEO, Stephanie Morris. Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. And to everybody who took time to listen to this, thank you for, for your time. For sure. And from Shape America, this is your host, Sean Nevels, Joey Martelli in the background working the tech. Thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. Thank you to our Shape America CEO and leader, Stephanie Morris, for taking the time to speak to our listeners about the great things happening in 2021. As she said, be on the lookout for more information on how you can be involved in the standards revision, registration, and events for the virtual convention. And we also dropped the link to the Shape America Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion page so you can check out the work of the committee and roundtable. As always, please take the time to share your feedback and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast was made possible through the national collaboration to promote health, wellness, and academic success of school-aged children, a 1601 cooperative agreement with the Dissenters for Disease Control and Prevention.